0: But there was that season where I had to confront my own failures in parenting. And and hopefully, as we've been talking through some of these things, uh, you might be in that situation, someone listening, Mm
1: -hmm. where
0: you you think your problem's your kids.
1: Mm. The problem might be you. Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church, and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello, and welcome back to the Sound Plus Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. It is great to have you here. This is part two of a conversation that we, uh, we were having about... Uh, you know, how how is there a difference between our stage persona mm-hmm. and our personal persona? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> are we are we living consistently and with integrity in in our marriages and how we raise our kids? Mm-hmm. And so I was hoping that that this episode, Bob, could be more dedicated to, yeah, you've you've been given a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you think through that and how we uh, continue to talk about, that integrity. Yeah.
0: Uh, yes. That. This is one of my favorite topics, hmm. uh, and I think it's good to just lay out the the problem, mm-hmm. which I think is, so many times, so many of us know, or are familiar with, or maybe are ourselves parents who uh, are seem to be fruitful in ministry, but with young kids, th- 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 it's not happening. Um, it there's there's anger in the home. Mm-hmm. There's um, yeah, yeah, frustration. It, what what you see on a Sunday morning? You talk about the public persona versus the private. You know what you see on a Sunday morning: joy, faith. You know, yes. just hope and just just Jesus. You don't see it in the home. <laughs> right. You know, in the home you see. Right. Uh, get these kids out of here. And uh, <laughs> you know, can you take care of that and yeah. all that? So that for younger kids, and then older kids. Uh, you know, the preacher, the the preacher's kid, the pastor's kid, and mm-hmm. a and worship leader doesn't isn't necessarily a pastor, uh, but um, there can still be this stereotype that mm-hmm. well, if you're the child, you know, the middle school child, the teenage child of a person uh, in ministry, well, then you know you're going to be a little, you know, disrespectful. You're going to be a little on the sly. You're going to be a little rebellious. It, you know, that's just oh yeah, you're a PK, right. I don't see that in the Bible, uh, you know. Mm. Uh, e- even though, again, we're not speaking when we're talking about those who lead the music. Not necessarily an elder; they're in a leadership position. And in sovereign grace, we would certainly see that ideally as an elder position. Mm. Um, but there are a lot of uh, guys in our churches who are part time or volunteers, yeah, and right. I know that happened, that's true for a lot of churches. But just look at the qualifications for an elder. In First Timothy and Titus, both of them mention the family.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: An elder, this is first Timothy three, four and five. An elder must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. Mm-hmm. For if one does not this, this is the key. For if one someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? Mm-hmm. So the way we treat our family, our kids, is going to be indicative of how we're gonna treat God's God's family. Right. There will be a, a relationship. It's, they're not totally distinct. Mm-hmm. So I may think I'm you know, fruitful in ministry and doing a great job leading people, but the way I treat my family, that's gonna come out in the way I treat people. And right. then you have in Titus too, very similar. An elder must be Above reproach, this is chapter one, verse six, Titus, If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination hmm. now there's some some question you know does do his children have to be believers one the the e s v puts in the notes are faithful, his children are faithful hmm. i don 't think you can i don 't think the Lord is saying there that you know your children have to be believers. But they do have to be submissive. They do have to be. Uh, what does he say? Uh, not given to, not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, as they as kids get older, they are responsible, and you know, kids can make their own choices. But there is a there is a connection. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I welcome the the, you know, the opportunity to do this podcast. I think it's uh, it's needed. You know, there may be some listening, watching now, who are just thinking, "Yeah, maybe I'm not, I'm not connecting those two. Right. Right. Uh, or, or maybe you know someone who's not connecting them.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, what would you say are some of the signs, uh, or maybe some of the lies that we tell ourselves to miss this? I mean, to to uh, yeah, to prioritize the wrong things. Oh wow. Well, I
0: don't know if, if people haven't seen um, other podcasts we've done. Yeah. Uh, I have six kids. The oldest is 42, youngest is 20... Oh, let's see, 27. And <laughs> um, four girls, two boys. Uh, so we, we've we been through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, if you hadn't seen the first part of this episode, I think we yep. forgot to mention, where we talked about marriage and mm-hmm. loving your wife, um, I the thought occurred to me, if you were... Our, Wife who would listen to this or might listen to it, don't use that to like bash your husband. Um, <laughs> yes. No, it's it's for conversation, and yes. you know, that would be the aim mm-hmm. for that. Um, so anyway, yeah, the lies I can tell you the lies I told myself, hmm. like with my kids growing up. Uh, so we had five in ten years, wow. then we had two miscarriages, and then we had Mackenzie as the last one. Wow. Five, you know, five years later. Um, what I'm doing is really important. <laughs> I'm really important, Mm. Um, you know. I think we just love the public acknowledgement. We love the public praise. We think we're doing God's work Mm. as we're, you know, on a Sunday morning, leading people in God's praise, praying for people, and you know, doing very spiritual things. And you know, life in the home—it's a lot. It's a lot less. Glamorous, glamorous, yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's just you know answering a toddler um, for the tenth time. Why, why, why? Um, Serving your wife as she's seeking to, um, you know, take take care of things. Um, It's just not glamorous, and so we think, well, this can't be important. Hmm. And uh, you, what God values is. You know the stuff I do publicly. No, God values our relationships with our wife and our children. Mm-hmm. Uh, he makes it very clear uh, we're to raise our children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. We're to do it with kindness and patience. So yeah, I think it's the old sin of just pride, mm. uh, just thinking um, I. You know, God values. My public ministry. So right. what I do privately doesn't matter. It's the same thing that God spoke to the Israelites about. Mm-hmm. You know, your public ministry is so great, um, but your private your private lives they they have nothing to do. They're, they right. just they're totally at odds with what you say you believe when you come before me. Right. Um,
1: well, and as as a parent, I imagine you know you're building habits into your kids of how they see the church.
0: Yes. Oh, totally.
1: You know, you're bringing all that home with you—not just the glamorous, the bad, the hard, the 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 very difficult—and you can carry that weight into. I know I do, uh, as a dad. You can carry that into the home, and it it yeah, it gives them a perspective of the church. So describe that. What'd yeah, so said? I would say that you know, if if um if your public ministry is just a job, um. And it's where you put in the, you know, the long hard hours, and you bring it home with you, and there's a disconnect uh, between that being a job and being actually an extension of your love for the Lord mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. how you're serving and and doing that in humility, yeah. opposite of pride. You can carry that into the house, and I think it can, it can, especially as a PK, it can, yeah. Um, affect how your children see the Church. Yes, uh, I've had a lot of friends that have walked away from the Church because um, they didn't want to be a part of the hypocrisy that they saw, huh. Huh. you know? And so I think there can be greater implications huh. for there being that disconnect mm. that you're talking about. Mm.
0: Yeah, there are massive implications. Um, yeah, and that's that's a sobering word, that our our children aren't just seeing the church as the the, the window to view God, they're seeing us. Mm-hmm. And so I wanna make sure that what they're seeing is is truly representative of who God is towards us mm-hmm. and how he thinks about us, how he acts towards us, and how Jesus acts towards us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know so many times, as I was saying earlier, that I think... Counsel I give about parenting is based much more on things that I didn't do well. <laughs> and you know, so I got a lot of grandkids now, and we have three living with us. And uh, you know, there's sometimes we have one, Ruby, who. who is a toddler and very verbal. And uh, the other day she came in and, you know, I was doing my devotions or work or something. And uh, she just came in and asked me to listen to animal sounds. Can we listen to animal sounds? And that's her thing now. Can we listen to animal sounds? Can we listen to animal sounds? And I realized, I just felt this little thing in me going, I don't... Want to have anyone <laughs> ask me about animal sounds again? You know, I mean, it wasn't real strong, but I felt it. Yeah, and I thought, oh, okay, that's still there. So, huh. so the issue is, I don't want to be inconvenienced. Mm. I don't want to be. I mean, and it. She, yeah, she her mom took her and Yeah. The, the, she wasn't supposed to be asked me all the time. I mean I love it. You know hand, I love it. Yeah, totally. But uh, it's the issue of what's what's going on in my heart. Yeah. What do I desire? What do I want? And and with our families, we want to see Christ glorified. Mm-hmm. We we should wanna see him glorified there. As much as we do on a Sunday morning,
1: amen. So you know,
0: just how you look out and and want to see people singing and and raising their hands or you know engaged and you know just
1: fully involved. Yeah, they're worshiping the Lord.
0: Well, we want to see our kids like that. Yes, yeah, true. So so yeah. that's that's what kind of we want to talk about.
1: Yeah. Well, and so what are some of the um, what are some of the practicals uh, that you might have for parents raising small kids? Maybe. Uh, older kids, uh, maybe you're listening to this podcast and you go, oh my goodness, that's me. Mm, I mm, feel mm. like it's not going well at home. Any any words of wisdom? No. (laughs) All right. No. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) It's been great.
0: (laughs) Too many words. I don't know if they're of wisdom, um, and Julie w- would be much better at this than me, but I will, I will do my best. Mm. Um, yeah, when your kids are young, I think they need three things. Actually, kids always need three things. They need your authority.
1: I'm writing this down.
0: They, they need to be aware of your authority, your affection, and your attention. Mm. So especially right. for for younger you know young kids, they need to know they 're not in charge. They need mm-hmm. to know they 're not the king they're not the Lord. Mm. the Lord is the Lord mm. and uh, that 's why we take time with them that 's why we take time you know as they get older to discipline them we take time to train them we take time to you know give them boundaries and rules because mm. there is an authority that is beyond them. Mm. So uh, I know well-meaning parents sometimes read a book like uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp, which talks about it's a great book. Talks about you know well-worn paths to the cross and um, yeah, helping your child understand the gospel. They try to do this with a two-year-old, and mm. it's just not very effective because <laughs> a two-year-old isn't going to understand justification so much as they they're going to understand oh there's a rule and Don't it stops that. here yes yeah. right uh, so they need to know your authority they need to know your affection mm-hmm. so those aren't opposite you know the lord disciplines those he loves mm-hmm. so so authority is not opposed to affection we can do both and where i think we we Create that disconnect as when we think, "Oh, if I'm going to be an authority, I have to, I have to be like this." And no, you don't. You can, you can be loving. You can be patient. Should you can be, be kind. Loving, should be patient. Yes, yes, but you, but you can do still be an authority. Yeah. So uh, affection is just you don't make your affection dependent on their obedience. Mm. You, you. That's and a, that's that's like such the Lord a hard treats one. us. Yes. It is, but because we think, we, you know, we get personally offended. Yeah. by our children's disobedience. We think, oh, th- this is against me. No, it's against God. Yeah. And they don't even know it yet when they're young.
1: And I don't even... Does that... I don't even think that goes away. No. I mean, especially when they get older yeah, and more yeah, rebellious yeah. and... Yeah. yeah, but to to see it as rebellion against God first.
0: It is, and we're there to help them, mm-hmm. to, to help them understand that rebelling against God is a bad idea,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that He is the King, He is in charge, and that, that we are to we are to run to him. He is mm-hmm. both the one who judges and the one who is our refuge from right. judgment.
1: Right, right, right.
0: That's what the gospel is. Jesus died in our place to take the wrath of God for us so that we could run to God as our Father, mm-hmm. forgiven, cleansed, redeemed, saved, justified. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. That's the gospel. Yeah. Um, So the affection we show our children is not based on whether or not they did everything we said. You know they were supposed to do. We Mm -hmm. can still hug them. We can still love them. We can still Mm -hmm. feel in our hearts towards them. We're we're grateful for them, and then attention is is the third thing we need to give them, and this. Boy, this is uh, so much more necessary to say than it was when we were raising our kids in the early 80s and 90s. Um, Yeah, we have so many distractions. You cannot parent a child through your screen. Um, Mm, That's a word. you, You cannot... Be constantly distracted, whether it be by social media or by games or yep. by Netflix or by emails or whatever it is, and give attention to your child. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'd recommend just if you're getting down to play with your child, just put that phone away. Mm-hmm. Um, just it can be helpful. I mean, depending on your temptation, give them your attention. Look in their eyes. Um, you know when when you when you teach them the importance of attention, giving you yeah. attention. Yeah. You know when you call their name, teach them to say yes, mom, yes, dad, yes, mom, yep. daddy, yes, or whatever. Um, just so they know, oh, that I'm I'm paying attention because our world is saying, hey, look everywhere, look yep. everywhere. Yeah, you can look everywhere and it'll be okay. We can't. Yep. We can't. We have to focus, and that's yep. part of I think you know the world Satan's scheme. Is to just get us distracted. Yeah, we don't have to intentionally do something evil. We just need to be distracted from what's good. Yep, and there are a million distractions. Mm-hmm. So as they get older, and this is these are all broad brushes, um, broad brush strokes. Um, you know, we sought to involve our kids in ministry and not not make it a, Okay, this is what daddy does. This is what mom does. This no, you you guys do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So bringing them in to to help set up or to help serve in, in some way, bringing them with you, you know, kids learn so much just through hanging out. Mm-hmm. And again, you're you want to be aware that you're a model during those times. If you're if you're angry or frustrated or discouraged or church is just a chore, they're going to see that. That's what they're going to pick up. Just bringing yep. them won't help them. Yep. You know, bringing them while arguing on the way to church is not. Is what? What is it teaching them? Well, this is you know.
1: This is what we do. This is what we do. That's yeah. right.
0: It's a joy. It's a joy to serve the church. Yeah. You know, and, and that should be communicated through our lives, through our conversation. Um, yeah. So involving them in any way we can. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, as they get older. I would say um, you know walking alongside them yeah uh, as the, as kids get older, you know 13, 14, 15 they're still under our authority but they're moving to this place where we're being more of a council mm-hmm. um, and so we want to walk with them during those years we, we want to we found one of the most effective things to do is just to take uh, I took the boys and Julie took the girls out for dates. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, could be Starbucks, could be a meal, could be sitting in the park, could, could be anything, but where you're just having focused conversation mm-hmm. and you're you're asking them questions. You're saying, how, how does this affect you? What do you think about this? What do you think about boys? What do you think about girls? What do you think about um, this show? What do you think about this song? What do you think about this person? What do you think... How do you think about school? How do you think about church? What do you, you know? What's bothering you? What's encouraging you? <laughs> just there's so many questions we can ask yeah. without... Crit, jumping into critique hmm. but learning where they're at and then and then talking about how the Word of God applies to that, how the gospel applies to that. Hmm. Um, you know one thing I found really helpful w- in terms of schedule as the kids got older as our family got bigger was just to always make sure that our family time was the first thing we planned. So hmm. we had uh, a, a, a family night on Sunday night and had a date night on Monday night, and then a family night on Wednesday night. So mm-hmm. the Wednesday night was the fun one, or I think the it was Sunday night was the fun one, Wednesday night was the more serious one. Um, but those were in the calendar, those were in stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we homeschooled for many years, so that was helpful uh, in terms of me being there with them for, for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a part of our kind of family time. Yeah. Uh, but those things were always there first. So our family should never feel... I think I might have said this in the last podcast. They should never feel as though they are fighting our ministry for attention or time mm. or affection. Right? They, they shouldn't feel that. And that, they, they are our ministry. You yeah. know, it's not like here's a ministry and I got my family. No, your family is your ministry. That's right. what God has given you the privilege of 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 caring for and communicating the gospel to and raising in his word. Right. And sometimes I think families can can uh you know, leaders get into problem, trouble because they they haven't sown into those things. Yes. Family hasn't been first on the calendar. When oh, they're so busy. And and so when when real sacrifices have to be made, the family feel like they're already operating at a deficit, so it's like, why are you doing this? Mm. And if that's not being taken care of in the in the calm times, in the
1: regular times, um, it's going to be a problem. Right. Yeah, absolutely a problem. Uh, I when you say um, you know how you're prioritizing that Sunday night and Wednesday night. Uh, are you talking about like family devotions? Are you talking about just getting together, doing a meal together? How are you intentional in those times?
0: Well, I think um, uh, one of them would be just doing something
1: fun, mm.
0: just having fun. Yeah. You know, our kids should know we love to have fun. Yes. And so if, if someone's out for ministry like six nights a week, uh, it's gonna be hard to communicate to your family that you really care about them. <laughs> you know, yeah, they true. never see you. Yeah, true. Uh, always try to be home for dinner. Mm-hmm. I mean, five out of seven nights, I don't know, it's hard to say, and we had a long season of parenting, but uh, t- uh, a lot of times we can just kind of say, ah, oh, well, that's an optional. No, mm-hmm. God created meals as a means of fellowship. Yeah. He created... You know, We're gonna be enjoying the marriage supper of the Lamb. Mm-hmm. That's eternity. Yeah. So there's something about gathering around a table that God means to to encourage us and to inspire us and to build us together. Mm-hmm. So whether it's breakfast or dinner, and maybe lunch, I don't know, if you can do that. But having those meals where you're sharing times, sharing thoughts and having asking questions. And you know, as the kids get older, having them ask questions of each other. It's not just you kind of directing everything, mm-hmm. but you're saying, hey, this is a time when we get to talk. Isn't that great? And we get to hear from each other. I mean, even to this day, when our family you know sits down for, for a meal, we end up just lots of times just hanging around, yeah. just hanging around the table, just talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was cultivated through through years of just yeah. devoting ourselves to eating together, which is what a great thing to do. Uh, <laughs> so for family devotions, I mean, there are just so many tools available now. Yeah. Uh, and I would say doing anything worth doing bad anything worth doing is worth doing badly. Mm-hmm. meaning don't wait until you have the perfect system totally uh, do something just make it you know age appropriate yeah uh, if it's if your kids are young make it fun make it short make it make it interesting make it engaging I think I used to put the the burden on my kids to sit straight to be attentive to you know whatever it is and and uh, you know it's not, not I it's my job to mm-hmm. make it engaging. You know, yeah. to make it interesting. Yeah. Um, and Julia would say she would often say, you know, you, like you'll be doing something good, and you'll always go like five minutes longer, <laughs> or ten minutes longer. <laughs> and I think there was something in me that said, okay, okay, they've done been good, good up to now, but I want to see if they really have self control. <laughs> And it was horrible, but right? oh, there was just this urge in me to do that. No, right. it's not my urge. I want to make it fun, good, enjoyable, engaging from beginning to end.
1: Yeah, which is so great. I, even even you talking about the Wednesday night, like fun night, uh, that's so good because I think especially if you're in full time ministry, you're uh, you're always carrying a lot of heavy. You know moments of ministry, conversations and yeah, relationships yeah, in the church yeah. and and dealing with conflict and so your family is your ministry yeah but if it's just a like you're talking about a rigid, sit and listen. I'm ministering to to you yeah, if yeah. it's if it's rigid like that, it doesn't they miss out on the joy you know and the excitement of the fact that we get to we get to be together. And we get to see what God's good design is, and what His Word says, and yes. experiencing that joy, you know. Yes,
0: it it never ceases to amaze me, and always causes me to be more and more amazed that Jesus came and hung out with His disciples. Mm. You know, He He didn't come to sit on a throne and be approached only by the those who had done everything perfectly, because there there were none.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So He came and he hung out for 3 years with guys who, you know, I think if we knew them, well, we'd be a lot like them. Yeah. You know, they were proud, yes. they were they, they were losers in different ways. They, I mean, but Jesus <laughs> came and he like enjoyed them. I mean, he mm. he hung out with them. And so that's us. That includes us. You know, Jesus yeah. hangs out with us. Mm. And so you know there's no aspect of our kids that that we should that we should look at and go oh well i can't hang out with that you know
1: mm. in
0: fact one one of my kids devon and he's been on and we've shared some of our story yes he's been on the podcast um you know there was a time when i realized wow if i acted towards anybody else the way i act towards devon they wouldn't want to be with me mm. because of who i was when i was around devon
1: H- how are you around devon
0: oh i was judgmental mm. i was quickly angered I, I was those are the big things. <laughs>
1: I was <laughs> proud. I uh, uh, you know talked down to him because what do you think fueled that? You wanting him to change? Or... I think
0: what fueled oh lots of things. Yeah, I certainly I him to change for my convenience, for my pride. I was mm-hmm. I was a pastor. I was a parent, and he should be doing what he I've told him to do. I would never do that. What he's doing. And we've poured into them all these years. As your parents, as your kids get older, you're, you're tempted to think, "Well, I've poured into them all these years, so they should respect me. They oh, should no. just do it." Oh. And you know, as kids from when they're around seven, eight, nine, they start to realize, "Oh, I can do other things. Yeah. I can think differently than my parents." Yep. Uh I mean, many kids do, and you start to think, "Why are they doing that?" Whether I've I've just been able to tell them, "Do this. You know, think this." And and there's this this mentality that a lot of parents have as well. You know this this rebellion's going to come. I I don't think we should have that attitude. It's Train pressure. up a child in the way he should go, yep. and when he's old, he should not depart from it. Hmm. Like yeah, there will be kids who who go off the you know go go a wall. We had one, but a lot of that revealed our our lack in parenting as hmm. much as it revealed his heart. Hmm. You know, when he was twelve, um, we had done a lot of that and especially me, or not done things that, that led him to think things that weren't addressed. Wow. So, you know,
1: so just... what was the turning point in that? Just
0: Oh, well, the turning point was we shut his life down in a lot of ways, so we didn't want him influencing others, we didn't want other people influencing him, and then I began to spend one-on-one time with him we'd go through a book we we'd go through the bible we go we just talk we, you have these outings and i remember you know one time going to to a starbucks with him and thinking I hate this This what I was thinking in my mind and he said told me later he said yeah I was thinking the exact same thing I hate this and but the Lord used it we kept doing it we kept doing it oh, um, I remember we're going through a book uh, engaging the enemy uh, the enemy within by Chris Lungard hmm. and we were talking about how sin works and I was talking about my pride and he said dad this is the first time I felt like you've talked like to me as your equal rather than a fellow you've talked to me as a fellow sinner rather than talking down to me hmm. and you know, God used that uh, just to show me. You, you you think you're you're humble? You're not, <laughs> not with Him. So I mean, the Lord wow. converted him uh, yeah. eventually, and yeah. uh, we thank God that He did. Yes, <laughs> I mean, He's one of my best friends now. Um, but there was that season where I had to confront my own failures in parenting, and and hopefully, you know, as we've been talking through some of these things, uh, you might be in that situation, someone listening, mm-hmm. where you know you think your problems your kids. The problem might be you hmm. uh, and and the ways that you have led or not led your children, the way you've loved or not loved them, um, the way you've taught or not taught them. And we have an abundance of resources yep. um, available uh, you know, to parents uh, more than ever. But in the end, I think it gets down to those three things I mentioned at the beginning, authority, yep. affection, attention. Yep. You're bringing them again and again to the Word. Um, you know that's one of the things that we realized over the years was that we have these resources that God has given to us that we have to trust. Mm. They are, you know, His Word. Mm-hmm. His Word's true. We want to we want to build, build our children into the Word. We want to build them. Amen. We help them see that we live by God's Word. We we yes. trust God's promises. We heed His warnings. We we believe what He says. Um, we have the Gospel, mm-hmm. which is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Mm-hmm. It really does change people's lives, uh, and we need to constantly be referencing the gospel. Our goal as parents is not to keep our children from sinning, it's to make sure that they know what to do with their sin in light of the fact that we have a savior. Yes, That's a a different aim, because your children will sin, externally and internally. You might see the external, you can't see the internal. So we need to teach our children that when you sin, we have a savior. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have the Holy Spirit. We are not the Holy Spirit. We, the, you know, parents, we constantly fall into this trap of thinking: if I just say this again and again <laughs> more sternly, if I just approach it from different ways, if I just speak to them for an hour, they'll get it. It's gonna click. It's gonna click, and it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, uh, we're not the Holy Spirit. Yes, we can rely on the Word of God. We can rely on the Gospel. We can rely on uh, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. To do that change in people's hearts. And then we have the church, mm-hmm. you know, and if you aren't sharing, if you're a leader and you're having issues with your kids, you you wanna share that with some friends, a pastor, yeah. or a small group leader, um, um, because they're there to bear that burden with you. Go to a couple you respect who have older children who are doing well, yeah. and say, how did you do that? What, yeah. you know, How can you help us? So we don't take advantage of these resources, and yeah. that's one of the things we sought to do was... Uh, yeah, I've been blessed uh, to be in churches for the last 40 years, mm. uh, where I've had people I could go to for parenting questions and mm. counsel and encouragement.
1: And it takes humility to to approach people Absolutely. and ask them. And God blesses that humility.
0: You know, God has a way of bringing our pride back around to us. <laughs> and um, mm. yeah, we can we can take such pride in our parenting. Mm and then our children don't turn out the way we thought they would.
1: Hmm.
0: And it's it it's humbling. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't say necessarily that you were a terrible parent because you know you have parents who have three or four amazing kids and then one who just totally walks away from the faith.
1: Mhm.
0: So that may not be so much about your parenting, mm-hmm. but it is humbling.
1: Yeah.
0: But you know what always helps me to know that Jesus picked Judas.
1: Mhm. Wow,
0: you know, Judas had it all. He had yeah. everything. He had Jesus, yeah, there. But in God's plan and foreknowledge and ordained purposes, Judas was the one who betrayed Jesus.
1: Hmm.
0: So, so I wouldn't want a parent to think, oh, if my child, you know, is 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 a wall, um, that's all my fault. Yeah. No, you can learn from it. Yeah. But you can continue to trust God. Yes, he's, He is sovereign. Yes, 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 He's good. He's wise, mm-hmm. and uh, use that redemptively rather than you know wallowing in shame and condemnation. Amen. Because uh, we have a Savior. Yes, and He's He's there for us um, through every failure, through every sin, through everything we didn't do. Um, he paid for that. All He paid for all that. Mm-hmm. And God has His His sovereign purposes. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I want to be seeing parenting as this privilege. Yeah. You know what I, I heard? Remember when I was first a parent, uh, hearing someone say, "You know, if a man is a success in ministry but a failure in his home, he's a failure." Mm. That's a strong way of saying it, but that really impacted me. Wow. Um, and I I just made it my aim to say, "Look, I, I'll leave ministry." If that means that that I will be able to devote myself sufficiently to my family, hmm. now, as the Lord have it, I didn't have to do that you know, when Devon was rebelling, um, but I'd be open to it. I, I would have been open to it because it's it's where God is seen most clearly. Amen. My, my attitude towards Him, my relationship yep. with Him, it's it's yep. how I'm loving my family, and you know we're just we've just scratched the surface of this. Um, <laughs> you know
1: i this has been so helpful so useful uh and i just i pray that it serves you if there's there was a lot to take in but maybe going back and writing down a few notes if you're tuning in and uh, we'll put
0: some um parent, some book references um great in in the notes yep that would be Podcast so great notes.
1: yep that would be so great well thank you so much bob for um for sharing and thank you for tuning in or yes, watching or thank listening. You. Hey, can I pray? Just yeah, I yeah. Just pray.
0: Father, thank you for anyone who's listened to this and is feeling the weight of parenting right now, whether they're just getting started or in the middle or or later years. Mm-hmm. Father, I ask that you would you would grant them your perspective, Lord, Amen. that you would bring mm-hmm. conviction where conviction is needed. You would, you would make them aware of your forgiveness through Jesus that has been mm-hmm. purchased through his life and death and resurrection, full payment for all our parenting sins. <laughs> Lord, they would rest in the, the goodness of that and Lord, give them an awareness of, of your spirits working in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, make them aware, Lord, that you give us parents, you give us kids, not only so that we could be an influence on our kids, but so that they, you would use them to, to change us. Mm-hmm. What, a, what a beautiful plan that you formed for our good and for your glory. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at SovereignGraceMusic.org.